All your favorite Smodco shows aren't just available on audio anymore. All the best ones are now available as books. Podbooks.com. That's Podbooks with a Z. Transcribe directly from our Smarchives. Enjoy the Smonsters of Talk in print form. Kev, Ralph, Jay, Jen, Moj, and more. Just go to Podbooks.com for more details. That's Podbook with a Z on the end. Podbooks. Pods in print. Smodcast is turning six years old, motherfucker, and we're celebrating with a smorgie. January 26th and 27th, get ready for two days of non-stop aural pleasure in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Smodcast Morning Show, I Sell Comics, Highlands of Peephole History, Smodcast, The Secret Stash, Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, Babylon Comic Con Theater, Plus One, Tell Em Steve Dave, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and a Smash Up Jam Session. The Smonsters of Talk invading the Spats Theater in Halifax, Nova Scotia, January 26th and 27th. Tickets just $99 for each day at smodcosmorgy.com. Don't miss the Smonsters of Talk as the Smods bring their pods to the Smorgy. Tickets available now at smodcosmorgy.com. Smodco's been blasting its own brand of fuck yeah for years in all forms of media. If you're saying, hold up, sir, dude, what about video games? We got that market covered, too. Visit Smarcade.com to learn about two, count them, two games for your iOS and Android device. Jay and Silent Bob grace your mobile with Too Fat to Fly and Let Us Dance. Get your game on, Smod Goblins. Check out Smarcade.com. Welcome to Phoebe number 11, kids. That's why we went, we now we went the one after 10. Yep, here we are. Uh, and you're hearing like a whole new world. Guess what, everybody? This is a week after the last one. So, that's, congratulations. That's what they call consistency. That's right. We're here to be consistent. Our New Year's resolution is to be consistent and to lose 30 pounds. That's ours? Yeah, sure. I mean, combined. <laughs> <laughs> putting our i mean i will but <laughs> you won't look i would weigh 130 look pounds terrible i would i would still weigh a lot i would still weigh like two i would look something. like like uh christian bale and the, and the, the machinist. machinist whoa are there people here what? there are somebody there's somebody walking by she's judging you eh, that hit it <laughs> um yeah i'm not gonna lose 30 pounds okay fine that's just my goal. I, I'll be more consistent with Phoebe. I'll okay. need to do that. All right. Then we've agreed. Uh, here we are, everybody. Lots of uh, lots of emails coming in from people. Uh, it's Thanksgiving Day. It's Thanksgiving weekend right now. It is. It is Thanksgiving weekend. We just had Thanksgiving. Where did you go for Thanksgiving? You went I went to... to my wife's sister's house, and okay. we had Thanksgiving. So we've, in the past... My wife's very, uh, she will do the whole nine yards, but she didn't do it this year. I think we're going to do it at Christmas. Oh, you're going to, you're going to be the Christmas cookers. 
Yeah, we're gonna make a big Christmas did you make, turkey meal. Did you make anything to bring? She made a yam souffle, which is Whoa. really that sounds intense. Good, yeah. It's like a savory, sweet kind of thing. It's really good. Not a big yam fan. This you would like. Okay, I guarantee you would like it. Uh, guarantee, guaranteed. Scott Moser, guaranteed. What about you? What did you do? Went to uh, Carrie Simon's restaurant, Simon What's L.A. That? Yeah, which is in the it's in the lobby of the uh, Sofitel, across from the Beverly Center. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, and they had a Thanksgiving buffet. And how was that? It was pretty good. It was, was pretty right? good. Yeah. Ran into uh, Jimmy Pardo, and uh, that was fun. Jimmy Pardo of Never Not Funny fame. He had just been on Attack of the Show that week, but I went over and I said hello to Danielle, his wife. And uh, I got to meet his uh, father-in-law, who is a Chekhov from the original Star Trek. Really? Yep. Wow. So that was pretty... So that was exciting for you. It was exciting for me. I don't think it was exciting for any of the Pardo clan. <laughs> <laughs> did you sit there and... No, Walter did you, Koenig. Did you act differently? Or was it like, oh, no, hey, no, great no. to it meet was, you. It was a pleasure. I was like, pleasure to meet you. Big fan. And then... I met uh, everybody at the table, Jimmy's brother and stuff. Uh, and I went with uh, Kiki and uh, Bernardo, of, of uh, who yeah. we went to the foundry with, and uh, and Kiki's friend, Lindsay, who happened to be in town. So it was kind of like an orphan Thanksgiving at a restaurant. Fantastic idea. If you ever think about going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving, audience or Scott Mosier, yeah. do it. I've done it. There's no cleanup. It's you true. gorge yourself. I didn't eat again. We went to dinner at like 4.30. On Thursday. After having seen Skyfall for the my third time of seeing Skyfall. Is it better or? Got better. Got even better. And in wow. fact, on Wednesday, I'm going with uh, Matt Gorley of the Super Ego podcast. He and I are going to watch it in IMAX. Wow. Because we've both seen it a bunch, but we haven't seen it in IMAX yet. You can live tweet. We won't live tweet. But I picked you picked up you pick, I picked up some things. It's nice to see it a third time because then you can pay attention to other stuff, you know. Like there's the what's happening on the the very edge of every frame. <laughs> yes, like that's just exactly watch what I the see. very right edge of the frame the whole movie. <laughs> no, but like I was paying attention to weird things and just I saw some homages to stuff that I hadn't seen before. I was like, ah. oh, that's very much like such and such movie. Uh, well, that's cool. Such and such. Movie. I have seen it. Zero times. Zero times. And I think that's probably going to be the case forever. Nah, I'll end up watching it. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch the last one, though. The reports were not good. I'll tell you about the last one. Uh, and I've said this before, but if you watch Quantum of Solace right after you watch Casino Royale, it's so much better than it is as a standalone movie. Because it just, it's like... It really is part two. Hour th three and four yeah. of, of that movie. Yeah, it really is because it picks up it picks up essentially right after the right after the end of Casino Royale. You gotcha. know, how he, you know, how he shoots that guy, Mr. White. Yeah. And at the beginning of Quantum Solace picks up with Mr. White in his trunk and a big, crazy car chase and an excellent car chase, too. It's a really good car chase. But apparently what happened with Quantum Solace is the writer strike was happening right then. True. So they didn't they were shooting it. They were locked into a release date. Because of, you know, the Bond movies always come out in November of whatever year they say they're coming yeah. out. So they were locked into that release date. So it was left to the director and Daniel Craig essentially to sort of finish. The pages yeah. or whatever. 
So that's how it became a direct sequel. It wasn't supposed to be as much of a direct sequel gotcha. as it ended up being. So my advice, if you're out there over the holidays and you maybe someone gets you the Bond Blu-ray set for Christmas. Watch, sit down for four hours and watch them both together. Yeah. I'm not going to Or, do that. you know, one night after the other. I'm not going to do that. All right, fine. <laughs> I also started watching Sherlock. Have you seen it? The BBC show? Yeah. No. Is oh, it good? So good. So good. I was going to, st- I have it in my queue. Yeah, it was in my queue too. And the other night I just decided to put it on, start watching it. I want to watch it. I don't think my wife wants to watch it. So I'll probably watch it by myself. She'll be on board. The first episode, the first 10 minutes of that, she'll be on board. Because yeah. I don't think Kiki wanted to watch it either. Yeah. But once the fourth murder suicide thing happens, which is in she the first in. 10 minutes of it, she was on board. Nice. So well, I'm going to give it a try. Do it. See what happens. Uh, now, Scott, we've been talking off the air. Turns out you've been watching some movies. I have been watching movies. Finally. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched Brave, which I thought was pretty good. The Pixar right. movie? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Is it? Okay. It's not great. Where would you rank it in the Pixar ethos? Kevin asked me the same thing. This is a replay from Smug. Uh, Listen, it was... I haven't heard the Smug. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I just assumed that you're listening. <laughs> it's actually not out. So there you go. Oh, we can uh, scoop. We can scoop. Are we gonna uh, scoop? I would say it's 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 in the bottom half, not the bottom. And the bottom is cars, correct? Bottom is let me think. Yes. Yeah. Probably right? my least favorite is cars. I fell asleep during that in the theater. Yeah, those that's kind of my least favorite. And this one's good. It looks nice, but it wasn't it was definitely not great. And then we watched Last night we watched uh, um, Cloud Atlas. Which is a very long movie, correct? Which is a very long movie. I found it compelling, and I found it interesting, and I never really got bored. Which is a huge bonus for a two-hour and 40-minute movie. I never really got bored. I can't tell you. It's not a, I don't think it's a great movie. Like I don't go like, holy fuck, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But it was, I think it was, it's different. It's out there. It's trying to do something. It was just refreshing. But I thought it was compelling. It's well made. All those guys are talented filmmakers. Yeah. With talent, you know, with some good people in it. I, I Don't ask me necessarily to sum it all up. Yeah. As they, an experience. Uh, they did but... the, they, we did a Nerdist podcast with the Wachowskis. Yeah. And. Uh, and the other dude. The dude that did Run Lola Run. Yeah. And Perfume. Yeah. Which I was a big fan of. Uh. So you're saying, is this now, as Scott Mosier recommends, Cloud Atlas? I would recommend it. I mean, some people, it's definitely not like, if you like straightforward, like, you know, if you like straightforward plot entertainment, then you're probably not going to like it. But my wife was like completely disinterested in it. And I kept going like, I'm just curious. I was like, out of all the films that I've seen, I'm just like, I'm curious. And I've had a bunch of people say like, like I had one people say, someone I respect is like, he, he's like, I was entertained the whole time. He goes, I don't know if it's great. And I don't necessarily know what it is exactly, which is kind of what I would say. I was entertained the whole time. Like I was, I was thoroughly entertained. Well, that's really all you can ask of a movie, right? It's to entertain you. Yeah. It's like, you if you shit. can't keep my interest, then, then fuck off. Fuck off, movie. Fuck off, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud uh, Atlas uh, was very expensive, was it not? Yeah, it was and like it did not make its money back, right? It's the most expensive independent film ever made. It does not make its money back. I don't believe it will. I don't think it will either. 
it looks you can see the money i mean it looks it's pretty like the future the neo soul stuff is a whole part of it that's funny about that you can see the money in that right you can see how good it looks and just the grandeur of the of the scenes and stuff yeah you can totally see that but then you see another movie like a uh, let's say the new twilight movie and now i've only seen trailers of twilight movies i've never actually sat through a Twilight movie and those movies look very cheap they don't spend that much money on them though but here's my thing they don't i guess you don't have to spend that much money because the first weekend last weekend was the first weekend that movie was out yeah and it made 140 million dollars but Worldwide, it went. It was released worldwide, yeah. same day. Three hundred and forty-six million dollars in a weekend. Yeah, they don't make the. That was a. Uh, this is my understanding. I did not work on those movies, yeah. so I'm not going to be the the authority. I'm on not going to shit on it. I've never seen them. I can't shit. But they on spent. Them, so. Oh, I mean, don't. I mean, look. In my estimation, don't bother. Yeah, I don't think you'll like them. But they're not. The, the whole business plan of making them was like we're not going to turn this into a hundred plus million dollars they weren't going to make them for like they weren't going to so the first one was made inexpensively and they as opposed to like going like oh well fuck now they'll all cost 120 million dollars there was they contained their cost and kept the cost down and they made remember the people uh, go anyways remember the narnia movies yeah like weren't those super expensive and then like they were supposed to do three of them and they only ended up doing two of them or no they've done they do three they did three but disney Walden Media, Disney did the first two, and then the third one was a different studio. I think oh, independently wow. financed, partly because the, those those movies um, had were big foreign. They had large. Foreign. Oh, did they? Okay, good. Yeah, I don't want to. So know there is the Journey of the Dawn Treader, what the boat one? Yeah, you know the boat one. Yeah, sure. I just <laughs> yeah, remember, sure. like, remember Golden Compass was supposed to fucking yeah that, that cost a... so much money. Didn't the guy at New Line lose his job over that? Somebody lost their Somebody job. Somebody lost their that. job. But that was one where it's like they spent a ton of money on the first one. Yeah. And then it bombed. And then Assuming it's like, they were going to forget it. But then, like, other, you know, there's the other side of the plan is like spend as little, spend just enough to make the first one, mm-hmm. see, see what happens. And then if it fucking takes off, you know, but then some people go like, if it takes off, then spend way, way more money. But these, I know on the Twilight movies, I, th- you know, I'm sure they spent some more money, yeah. but they didn't go nuts. They didn't like double the budgets. Yeah, I bet most of the money too was spent on salary. Well, probably salary, and you know, I mean, there's like, they're they're all shot and fucking, you know, it's like it's not like there's some. I look, I haven't really seen them. I saw the first one, which I thought was pretty unwatchable. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna take, uh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm hard to please, Matt. Sure, sure. I'm I understand you're hard to please. I, the other Speaking movie of I watched, being hard to please. <laughs> I'm trying, I watched The Dark Knight Rises. I <laughs> <laughs> can't even say it without kind of laughing to yourself. Well, I was telling you on the way over, like, yeah. I, I'm not the guy who wants to shit on movies. Like, I really don't. Right, yeah. I'm not, you know, and, and I do think, like, I don't know, maybe it was just, you know, I'm always just like, maybe it was just me and my experience with that movie, but, like... I just did not get into it at all. Yeah. Like, it was really hard to get into. And I was like, I just sat there confused most of the time. <laughs> I, I just confused about like why they like, it just seemed like there's so much going on. Yeah. And so many characters. Yeah. And, and this, and basically what happened is like, it was doing so much that in order to keep all of that tracking, it's like everything got reduced down. So you just ultimately were like, like Matthew Modine, you're like, why is he even in this movie? Like, did he lose a bet? 
That was uh like did he did, did, did Chris Nolan lose a bet and Matthew Modine's character had to be in there? Like a poker hand. Yeah, because you're just like, what it's like I just don't know why he was in there. That, and then like because uh, at the end of the sense. movie when he's basically dead and you're like, Oh, he's redeemed himself, I was literally like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I like I didn't I didn't know who he was. Right. I didn't care when he chickened out, and I didn't care when he came when he like yeah. you know what I mean? It was like having it was like having like like a totally like he was leading the charge and you're like going it's it's like if braveheart was just like one of the random dudes like right. was in the front and you'd be like yeah everybody followed you know o'malley <laughs> hey uh o'malley yeah. guy right? yeah. he ran away earlier he but, was in uh, the first back. act so he's go. back let's follow him to our death <laughs> O'Malley. <laughs> uh it was just such a bizarre thing wouldn't that have been better served uh as a as a as a plot device for commissioner gordon don't you think yeah, like it yeah. just it, like that to me was a thing. It was like there's just so much going on, and so each thing was served less by having so many things happen, and then so each thing to me became just like, what the fuck's going? Like, who's that? And why are we following that person? And why are we following this person? And like, why are we there? And like, why are we in a hole in the desert now? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like there was so much. Like, it almost made itself way too complex to me to be interesting yeah and maybe that was me i'm like maybe i'm just too simple-minded where i'm like i don't want to follow all this stuff like i don't want to pay I, like i don't want to follow all this stuff because it was just like it's just like it was constantly like it just felt like a bunch of little scenes thrown together and i was just like i don't like alfred left and i was like he's leaving because he's like i guess he's leaving because he's going back out and he doesn't want him to. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't want to watch, sit around and watch him die. It just, you know what? It really felt like a non Batman movie to me. It just felt okay. like a movie that was about like something else. I thought yeah. the most interesting character in the whole movie, the person with the most interesting story that I would have loved to even know more about was Bane. Yeah. But then he's killed at the end in this thing where it's like, wait a minute. Did we, did, did he just, did they just kill him? Like, is that it? Like was that it? Like the dude who was like the whole time, like, like, like they literally unceremonious, unceremoniously <laughs> just like blow spoiler, him away. Spoiler alert, everybody! If you haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises, uh... oh yeah, and spoiler alert: Matthew yeah. Modine's in it. <laughs> <and his character. laughs> Ten minutes late on the spoiler alert. Yeah, but uh, yeah, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. We're gonna now very. We're gonna talk about the end of the movie. So if you haven't watched it yet spoiler alerts from here like i'll probably say a few things yeah from here, here on, on out and i'm gonna so, actually ask and if questions. you get mad at me because i revealed that matthew modine is in the movie don't worry about it and i just pointless. gave his whole character arc <laughs> which happens in the span of 30 seconds you could definitely fucking eat you know dick. email me some oh. angry emails okay email you i said eat a dick you said email that's yeah, fine or eat a dick <laughs> uh okay so the it is it is kind of crazy how this character this foil for batman this 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 guy who you're like oh this is the guy that could beat batman who in the comics breaks batman's back breaks bruce wayne's back and bruce yeah. wayne's out of commission for in this movie they he sort they of sort does of it he yeah, more sort of he that. more like he needs a chiropractor yeah. appointment but the, <laughs> in the end of the movie he is just out of nowhere, no epic last fight. He's you removed. Know, there is a fist fight outside, and it looks cool. Okay, but spoiler too. It's yeah. just like all right, this is another logic question for me. I was just like, 
in the scene previous, he beats his ass like like he's literally fighting a child. Right. Like he just he it's like a joke. You're talking about the first fight. Yeah, the yeah. first fight between him is literally like it's literally like if I fought an MMA fighter. Right. Like the best MMA fighter in the world. If I got into the octagon and was just like, let's do this thing. <laughs> hey Scott, bitch. I want you to fight Boz Rutten. Yeah. And then it would be like the guy would literally be like He'd probably let me hit him. Yeah. Because he would be like, I won't feel it. It'll probably break your hand, you idiot. That's how it's just like he flings him around like a puppy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a joke. Like yep. you're just like, Batman can never win. Yeah. And then Batman comes back and with no explanation or no thing that you could point to, he wins. Right. It's like where the tide of the battle turns. The or it's suddenly only thing even. you can point to. Because the then only he did some cardio. With. Is that yeah? Well, he got he got himself in better shape in that hole. <laughs> Went to curves. <laughs> Went to curves for for ladies, uh, which is in a hole in the desert. Uh, the only thing you can point to is that he finally figured out to punch the mask. <laughs> and that's the explanation. <laughs> that is literally the explanation. Yeah, punch him in the mask. But he punched him in the face like fifty times in the previous battle. Does he ever? Yeah, he keeps punching him in the face, and he literally is just, like, shaking it off. It's it's yeah. like a storytelling thing where it's, like, by making the first one so brutal, you're just, like, the second one, you're, like, how's he going to beat him? Yeah. And then you're just, like, well, they're just, uh, like, then they just sort of, oh, look, nice shot. Nice shot, Batman. <laughs> like, he gets a million to one shot in the face, and yeah. the fight is just, like, oh, he hit it at the perfect angle, so yeah. it fractured his fucking respirator. Yeah, I think he just went. I think I think he goes for it with his, uh, with the sharp. But it also, sharp, uh, but it also is like, but they're also telling the story that the the battle, the tide was turning. That like, it wasn't like they were playing it like the first time. Mm -hmm. Like it was still like, oh, Batman's back, and he's kind of, yeah, like it was more even. And I'm like, why? Why is it even all of a sudden? Like why? Well, again, the the time in the hole. The time in the hole was huge. It was huge. It was really, really. The time huge. in the hole. Time in the hole. By the way. Time By in the, the way, hole. the fucking time in the hole. The Let's cops. Talk the hole. <laughs> the cops that were underground for three months with no food or water, who suddenly are let free and then like march down the street like a bunch of like you if know I, if I remember fresh, correctly. fresh, fresh guys are just like I'm, we're gonna beat someone's ass also it's like if the chilean the chilean that... miners like walked out <laughs> of the mine and literally like just marched straight towards a, a bunch of hooligans and ex-prisoners and hey, got into uh, a fight we just got out of a hole you want to just like go <laughs> yeah. see your wife hey or can we just take a day <laughs> just like <laughs> to recuperate just like an hour can i get a power bar and some mineral water i also like the fact that uh they all have shaved <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not one cop walks out with a fucking beard. <laughs> but it was supposed to be three months, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're trapped down there for quite a while. Yeah, they're trapped down there, and then like, then it was just like, it's just like little things. Like to me, the whole movie was that way. Like, look, how do you say her name? Marie Coulthard. Coulthard. The French. Spoiler alert! Uh, what's her face? Uh, no, no, no! I'm not Cal bringing up that point. Oh, okay. I'm not bringing up a spoiler. Why? We've just spoiled the ending. Well, that wraps into why Bane is just like, Bane is like literally slapped away like a fly. Like the whole movie builds up. And then in the end, you're literally like, it's like you brushed even, a fly off your face. Not even by Batman. <laughs> no. Not even by Batman. 
He is he Bane is defeated by Catwoman on a motorcycle. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, were you just like, whoa, did that is it he's over? We don't even see him late. Like he's just gone. Like that's it. Like we did all that and like it's it. It was just so bizarre. And then and then and then in the middle of the movie, everything I saw, I was just like, I don't understand. Like in the middle of the movie when he with Marie Culture. Yeah, yeah. His character, it's like they show up at the house and then they have sex. Now look, yeah. Here's the thing. Yep. I get it. Sure. You know, on a pure level of just like she shows up at your house, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like let's bone. Let's fuck. Let's do it. But it's not like it's not like Bruce is just like, you know, sometimes you fight, sometimes you fuck. Let's do this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes you fight, sometimes you fuck. New t shirt. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> That's my dark night. Dark night. Sometimes you fight. Sometimes you fuck. <laughs> Become the dick. Gotham needs. Sometimes I'm hard. Sometimes I have an, er- an erection and I have to. I have to quench. I have my needs desire. too. I have needs. What about my needs? <laughs> but he ends up like he. They end up having sex, and you're just like. Once again, like I get it. As a dude, you're just like, I get it. Like yeah. that chick shows up at your house, it starts to rain, she gets a little wet. You're yeah. just like, I got a rug, you, you got a pussy. <laughs> lights are off like, your mansion all of a sudden. Yeah, there's no power because I didn't pay my bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else are you gonna do? But like all oh, the like it wasn't cat like it you it was just confusing where you're like, Oh, okay, I guess they're together or not together, or they're romantically involved. Like you just don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, the whole movie to me was just like there wasn't like clarity. And the whole plot of like, once again, a spoiler, the whole bomb thing to me is just like, it made no sense. Like I was also, that was like the stuff that I said about simplicity where I'm like, I can't, I'm just like, it just seems so convoluted when at the end of the day, like they, you can't tell me that those guys couldn't get a nuke and just drive it in the city. Like you can't tell me that they literally, they literally built explosive concrete they poured explosive laced concrete throughout the entire understructure of the city they blew every bridge and yet they couldn't just get like a fucking dirty bomb and drive it into gotham (laughs) you know what i mean well i mean like it's just there's so much story used up trying to tell this thing about like clean energy fusion which is like the most like can we stop right let's invent it first yep for real yep yeah. No, I don't think any movie should be allowed to use the clean energy thing, you know. Even Iron Man? No. I don't want that. But that's what the arc reactor Solar. is. Solar. The arc reactor is uh, clean energy. What, his, like, yeah. the thing in his chest? Yeah, yeah, but that's, you know, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, no. That, but at least that's something that, at least that's, <clears throat> but this is, like, the whole, there's so much plot that's surrounds that particular part of the movie and you're like it's just not that interesting because all all, you do is all you get at the end of it is it's a bomb that's all you get but here's the thing too first of all they have to know that the wayne industries has the secret underground clean energy thing yes second of all they have to know there's one scientist in the entire world who can figure out who can figure out that it turns into a bomb yeah and they have (laughs) to to find him Yes, then they have to kidnap <laughs> him. They have to kidnap him. Then they have to get somebody 
put in charge then of they have Wayne to Industries. Destroy, they, have they have to, to break in the stock market. It's like, that's my point with the movie. I'm just like, it's just too much to think about. I'm like, just drive a bomb in there. Yeah. Like, you could have literally started that movie to me with like, hey, the city's awesome. We're all fine. Football game. And he fucking blows it. And then like, you just start the movie right there. Yeah. This is where it's like, I'm impatient now. I'm like, it's a movie about two, like, get rid of all the fluff. It's just like, you could have started that movie with like a 10 minute intro. And then literally like the audience, like, holy shit, this guy seizes Gotham and he's going to friggin' blow it up and just go for it. And like, take out all the, like, there's, there's just so many little like side things that I was like, I don't understand the hole in the ground. You hated the hole in the ground, huh? I, I just was like, I thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was interesting when he went there. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was an interesting backstory for Bane, Bane and yeah. stuff like that. But I actually thought sending Batman there was kind of not that interesting. Here's what I don't understand. They should, like, why why didn't they... they just climb the rope? Seems a lot easier if they just climb the rope to the ledge where they have to make the jump. As opposed, and to, as like, opposed to like climbing up this crazy, dangerous wall situation where you might fall. Just climb the rope. It's already halfway up. <laughs> and then it's just like one of those conceits where it's like, well, how did you get out? <laughs> it just uh, was, it, it just, it made me think too much. I just I wanted to watch it. And it just made me think like the sex scene. I was just like, I was like, because it wasn't like, oh, well, this is, like, because it just, I was like, I don't understand why it's in. I, like, I just, I didn't understand why it needed to be in there at all. There's just so many scenes where I'm like, I don't understand why we're watching this. Like, what does this have to do with anything? That's the, That scene is how she earns uh, Bruce's trust so she can take over the board. By fucking. Or something. Yeah, by fucking. Using I a- mean, I get that. But then he's like, then he's a wimp. And, you know, here's the other, here's, here's one more thing I'll say. Like, literally, it should have been called The Dark Knight's Secret identity is revealed to everybody. Because, like, the, I, the people who didn't realize that he was Bruce Wayne yep. are people who weren't were paying attention. Right. Because it seemed like everyone else knew. Well, except like, Matthew Joe, Modine. He didn't know. Jim Gordon didn't know until the end when he finally just like, you, you gave me your coat. Jim Gordon. Little kid in a coat. <laughs> Gotham's second best detective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, yeah. And then there was the whole Joseph Gordon Levitt thing, which just was another like layer where I'm like, I, 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 it, it's like because every t- it's a movie where it's like they say like they bring things up, and then it's just like you're stuck going like, oh, is this important? Is this important? Is this important? Yeah. Is this important? And then like somewhere around, I'm like, I don't think most of this. I don't know what's important or what's not important. Let me ask you this: What did you think of the very ending? The very end ending with uh, Alfred and uh, um, I thought one if they did not shown him, if they had just had Michael Caine, more compelling, which yeah. was Kevin's argument, like if, if you just showed Michael Caine performing, if you didn't see him by mm-hmm. seeing him, it just sort of flattened the moment out for me. Where suddenly it was like, it was like, oh, like look how he feathered his hair. <laughs> He looks tan. I think that's more of a thing. That's definitely a thing that a studio executive made them do, I think. 
Yeah, they're like show that they're. Yeah, you got to show. We got <clears throat> we got to show Christian Bale one last time. He's got to be happy. The audience has to know. It's mostly audience won't understand what Michael Caine they won't looking understand. At. They'll understand what clean energy fusion <laughs> into a bomb. They'll just think Michael Caine is playing his character from a Muppet Christmas Carol when he finally realizes that there's love inside What's he his heart. At? What will he be? I don't know. I mean, and honestly, too, I hate to say it, but it's like I found I was straining to understand Michael Caine. No, Bane. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that information i should that voice should pay attention to yeah that's the beauty of closed captioning scott so i I, maybe it's me maybe i don't (laughs) get it i don't like saying negative things about movies maybe it's maybelline it didn't feel maybe it's maybelline (laughs) (laughs) i just was not uh it was not my cup of tea i liked the movie I liked the movie. I can see can you every, argue... everything that you're saying, I agree with. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the experience. So, you know. But I didn't like The Dark Knight. I thought The Dark Knight was a much better movie. Although I thought there was too much going on. Actually, let me go on record too. as saying I liked The Dark Knight. I just didn't like it as much as everybody else. Did you like this one more? Did I like it more than The Dark Knight? No, I think here's here's how I, I think I explained this to you in the summer after I'd seen it. I thought that the Dark Knight, uh, the the second movie, I thought that was a better film than the Dark Knight Rises is. But I thought the Dark Knight Rises was a better Batman movie. Does that make any sense? No, because I said the exact opposite. Yeah. No. Well, listen, I don't really feel we like we can disagree. It doesn't feel like a Batman movie. Even the ending doesn't feel like Batman. Batman isn't the guy who's just like it, that. Is that was a little odd. Even the whole premise of just like Batman as a character. I just can't. And I'm wait. not really, and I'm not like bat. I don't. I'm not like the dude with the bat boner. I mean, Kevin's that guy. But generally speaking, Batman is like, you know, he's married to doing that. Yeah. He doesn't sort of like. He doesn't want to give it up. He can't give it up. Yeah, and then the this movie is like he's giving it up, and then he gets back in shape. Kevin said it, it basically it's Rocky. Yeah. But it's Rocky, but to me it's like if they'd have just made it Rocky, strip out all that other shit and just made it Rocky where it's like he's retired sort of this fucking badass BA Baracus comes to fucking town and whoops his ass and then he gets back in Clever shape. Clever Lang. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets back um oh, oh yeah, I said <laughs> sorry. Um if they if they, if he, if it was just, if it was just more simple, I would enjoy it more. I yeah. just want movies to be more simple. I don't right. want to sit there and go like, like the bomb and the and that, all that stuff. To me, is just like complication for the sake of complication. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make the movie suddenly like, oh fuck, did you, did you fucking, did you see that? Like, oh my god, like I can't believe that they tried to create clean energy and bruce wayne can't wait to buy my matthew modine action figure can't wait to buy my fusion energy playset (laughs) with my with the russian scientist he knows i'll turn it into a bomb water in it (laughs) it floods it It yeah why (laughs) watch you pull the lever it floods with water look at it you're morgan freeman one with the one gift hand just gets away that's a little mean yeah. To point out Morgan Freeman's one gimp hand. I'm sorry, everybody. Does he have a gimp hand? He does have a gimp hand, yeah. I From his car know. accident he got in a few years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. He always wears like a pressure glove. 
for circulation. So if you won't pay attention to the movie. Well, I, uh, I feel bad. Really now. bringing it down, everybody. Really yeah, bringing it down. Like, we're, on a, we're on a roll, and you're just like, let me point out people's shortcomings. <laughs> Part one, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest actors of our time. He's got a weird hand. <laughs> yeah. He may be a great actor. <laughs> But he's got a weird head. Listen, he's a fantastic he's, actor. Because, reasons why I'm better I than believe, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, he's a fantastic actor because I believed both his hands worked. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have fun here at Phoebe. We do. We're just reminding you, if you like to see programs like this continue, please donate <laughs> to your local PBS station. Um, But if you... Listen... Your head is going to explode when you watch The Avengers. Why? Just out of anger, I think. I think you're going to have an aneurysm. Why? Because I, if because I, the end of the two movies are almost identical. Fusion energy? Oh, no. Somebody flies the there's bomb. Clean, there's clean energy happening. There, it, it is very, they're oddly very similar. I just am like, why do you need to create fake clean energy? It's like, if you want to do that, like have, have, have Bane and those guys take over a wind farm. And basically <laughs> threaten the city with these giant propellers. We control the wind, Batman. <laughs> now that we control the wind, what will you do? What will Gotham do now? <laughs> That's pretty much Sean Connery's character in uh, the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, you know, after the British television yeah, series. Yeah. Yeah. But he does the same thing. From now on, you'll buy your weather from me. He creates a weather machine. Yeah, I remember that. That's a cool bad guy plot, you know? That's something. Bad energy. Now, yeah, and that's the thing, too, and I've been watching a lot of the Bond movies. They've been playing on TV like crazy, and I have the Blu-rays, but just some of the some of the bad guy plots in those are just... There's an article out. Literally, somebody, it was like by an economist or somebody who basically did an article that went through every single plot of all the Bond movies and sort of analyzed it from the point of view of whether it would actually work or not. What are oh the my best? God. What are the most sort of like... Um, you should send that to me. I, I didn't love read, to read that. I thought about you. I would love to read I that. And then I just moved on. I would love to read that. Because I watched... Uh, <laughs> I watched Tomorrow Never Dies, which is the uh, second Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah, yeah, with so, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price, exactly. It's a media thing. I, don't, I yeah. didn't see it. So the plot of that movie... Uh, and it was my favorite Bond movie for quite a while, pretty much because it was, I was 14 when it came out. So, of course, it's going to be my favorite Bond movie because you're a 14. 14 year old boy. Um, girls. <laughs> uh, the plot of that is Jonathan Price plays like a uh, Rupert Murdoch character, you know, yeah. media conglomerate, yeah. magnate kind of guy who wants to start World War Three. Okay. So he can cover it for his newspapers. <laughs> Too convoluted. And he wants exclu and he gets he somehow manages to strike a deal with one of the Chinese generals to get exclusive broadcast rights in China for the next hundred years. It's too convoluted. Like your brain just doesn't like so... your brain. It uh, it it's it's just so diluted that I, to me when you hear that even like. In the that Superman, the Brian Singer Superman thing, that is the most ridiculous of all. But you're just like your brain plot. is just like I don't want to think about this part. You know what I mean? Like this is not the part I want to think about. Like it's a fun. I mean, it's a it's a it's a funny thing, and it fits the character of Lex Luthor, in the sense of if actually it fits the character of Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Yes. To be this guy that just wants to create real estate, <laughs> like he just wants to make land. 
Like, that's funny to me. Like, yeah, I get it. It's funny, but, but it's, it's such not a, interesting. It's, yeah. Like, it's not like. Plus, it would have it would have displaced so much water. Exactly. <laughs> it would have flooded the eastern seaboard, which may or may not be in the film. I haven't seen it in a long time, but. It just, it, it creates too much. Once again, like, and I, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to think that. Like, it right. just becomes something where you're like, really? Like, this is too, like, this just seems like a lot. Like, wanting to create World War Three so you could cover the news is just like, really? Like, yeah. that's it? Yeah. Like. Well, I, I, and then I'm trying to think. Like, of... just to make more money. Like, money is like. When Money's you... always the driving force. Uh, in every, in every James Bond plot. I mean, sometimes it's revenge, but. But they always want cash. Yeah, they always want. Like I think, I think but my the problem. Favorite... And here's like here's one of the Bond things. Now that I'm fucking being a get on it. It's just like that's that weird thing of like. It <laughs> it would make more sense if it was like a poor dude, right? Who's just like I want a hundred million dollars. I yeah. want a billion dollars. It's yeah, just yeah. like as opposed to like somebody who's like I am worth fourteen billion dollars and I want another billion well it's, <laughs> it's just thing, like, like it's like it's like incremental growth it's just like it's just so weird it's never about a guy who's just like tired of fucking working at the post office and so he basically is like i'm gonna fucking start world war three or i'm gonna fucking take over a satellite but you need to have the money to pay the armies because you have armies and that's always the thing that fascinates me too and that was actually something i noticed in i noticed it in watching Goldfinger again, and I noticed it watching um, Tomorrow Never Dies Again. It's that he... see the, the, the villains seem to find armies worth of people willing to do people horrible need, things. There's, there's people out there. They pay well. They have... They probably have benefits. They probably do. They probably have health care. <laughs> and a free Papa John's pizza. <laughs> uh... But no, it's the doctor like, knows socials. The doc- it's like they get together, they get health, dental, and an ice cream party every get, third Thursday of the month. I'm sure they must Sunday get party. everything they want. It's a party. <laughs> Goldfinger, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to, the, welcome to the ice cream social. The ice cream social, only two scoops each. <laughs> now Don't everyone, be greedy. You can you can have caramel or hot chocolate. Neither you cannot have both. You cannot have both. We're on a budget. <laughs> there is only I'm trying to take to over the world. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out this anal technology. <laughs> 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 that's our that's our first character to make a return it's part two <laughs> what was his name Did we, we name are him? diverting all of our funds towards anal technology we would like the future <laughs> if this is successful there will be two sunday parties a month <laughs> <laughs> two and you can have caramel and fudge Let's not get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting waved off on that one. <laughs> the people in the county are waving me up. No, that will not happen. I got excited. But I am told we can have the nuts now. You can have crumpled peanuts. There are also these crumpled up Reese's peanut butter cups that I am making for you guys. I just buy them in a bulk at Costco. <laughs> so what and I do, then I, 
I just tap, 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 tap. I use this high-powered laser <laughs> to crunch up the Reese's. Because you, you know, what are you going to do with it <laughs> all day? It just sits here. It's it's why, just, uh, why, I figure why not use it. Very, just use it. It's, uh, very... there's, uh, there's this setting which will uh, cut a human in half. <laughs> and then there's this setting which will crumple Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bond villains. They are terrific. But it is like, it's just people who like want one more inch of, of money. I get the power thing more than the money there. Well, that's why I think my favorite of the, of the, of the Bond villain plots is, uh, is it just, it's, it's super warm in here, right? I'm oh, not crazy. Warm, yeah. Anyway, maybe we're, someone is, maybe we're, they're, they're trying to burn us alive and there's a bond. But anyway, there is a, um, Gold Maybe finger. there's somebody in the building, right? Who's your Listen. Bond villain? Oh my god! Somebody who's like seen you for years, my arch enemy, and who just sits across and looks at your cubicle and is just like, <laughs> "I'm biding my you. time." <laughs> Why is he German? Because <laughs> he has to be. <laughs> I am looking at you, Mister Myra. I see you, Mister Myra. <laughs> that is not escaping you the do radio not see booth. Me. Because there's a wall, a cubicle wall between I, us. So technically I have turned the heat up to eighty degrees. <laughs> I have taken all of your pencils and broken the lead. Oh, you know no. I was watching the show today was so there was never lead in pencils. But that was not true. It's always graphite. It's been graphite. Yeah, yeah. forever. Wow. It's always been graphite. That seems crazy. I figured, obviously, in the in the nineteen tens. No, it was always graphite. They would have put lead. I was watching. I was watching CBS Sunday Morning, which is like you'd think it's an old person show. No, CBS Sunday Morning has some good stuff. And there was a guy who was they were talking about pencils and pencil manufacturing. They said that they dug up raw graphite. These guys way back, way back in the past times. Mm -hmm. Those fuckers, some sheep fucking farmers. Like used to, they they Market had raw cheap. graphite, and then they'd start putting wood around it so they could use it as you. So it's all, but they thought it was lead. They thought the graphite was lead. That's why it's people think it's pencil lead, and it's uh, not. It's always been graphite. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. a fun thing to know. I read something the other day that uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, Carnegie, and Rockefeller all fucked. Had no, they had, had, a, they had a combined, their combined value in today's money is over a trillion dollars. Wow. Their combined worth. And they fucked. And they used to fuck a lot. They would pull a train on each other. They'd be pulling trains left and Carnegie's right. Carnegie's a caboose. Always, always, uh, <laughs> they'd always be fucking uh, Rockefeller. <laughs> I feel like J.P. Morgan would get the shaft in that one. Literally and he would figuratively. The, he would never get to be the caboose? No, he would always be, he'd be fucked from both sides. Really? Yeah, I think so. Right. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Well, now you are. And that's that was my goal. I just, uh, just brought you here to thank Scott. World's wealthiest to... men engaged. I am in going to get ways. the world's wealthiest men to fuck each other. I'm going to create a human centipede. <laughs> um yeah, but I always like Goldfinger's plot because he loved gold so much. Yeah, it's and like giving a simple thing. Yeah, it's but like, his plot was, like, was I love to, gold. But they twisted it a little bit where his plot was to break into Fort Knox and to irradiate the gold. 
so it could not be touched for like a hundred years, thusly making his own gold more valuable. There you go. That made sense. In a something. twisted Bond villain. Operation Grandslam, perhaps. <laughs> Two words you may have overheard, Mr. Bond. Was gold but they could mean nothing to you. What was Dr. No's plot? Dr. No's plot was he was setting off uh, in Jamaica. He was setting off uh... <sighs> I want to stimulate the J- Jamaican economy. There was a no, there was a bomb. Was it a, there was a nuclear bomb? Those are great. And it was fucking up uh the lawn. No, that's that's you only live twice. What the hell is the plot to Dr. No? I love Dr. No. Goes to Crab Key. He goes there, there's the chick. Isn't the, chick, the chick supposed to be There's gay? the dragon, but the dragon is the chicken, Honor Blackman, uh, Pussy Galore, is uh, she loves pussy. Galore. That's in the f- Doctor No. That's in Goldfinger. Oh, uh, Ursula Andress. Uh, I think he just, he's launching a nuclear missile. It's simple, and he's trying to stop it. Yeah, yeah he's like, "Hey, don't do that." <laughs> Goldfinger, you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There it is, everybody. <laughs> James Bond Theater. Hey. Brought to you by... Ready, ready? You could perform the entire Doctor No. I could. As Oh, could... man, that's a great... Would you get sued? Yes, probably. I feel like Eon Productions is very litigious. They would just be like, you can't just put on your own radio play version of Doctor No. But, but I can, I But think. I did. You can't stop us. We gave it away for free. All we ask is that people buy t-shirts. Obviously, you can do sections of it, because you just did. Yeah. Well, we get no, well, that was, that? Uh, that was from Goldfinger. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. No, Mr. Die. Bond. <clears throat> I expect you to die. Ready? Well, you got to tell them what word they're supposed to be ready for. Guys, I was walking out of my house today, and I saw... Just sitting there all lonely was the uh, Chuck Klosterman hypotheticals. 50 questions for insane conversations. It was something we did on the first three or four episodes. And then, and then I didn't... kept forgetting them. Uh, forgetting them? <laughs> I kept forgetting. <laughs> I kept forgetting uh, to bring them. I forgot. But then today, I was like, I'll bring them, which is what I've done. All right. And here's one. Lay Scott. on me. This is called Kick in the Ribs. Okay. Let's see. What would Scott Moser do in the following situation? Your best friend is taking a nap on the floor of your living room. Suddenly, you're face pants off. <laughs> you're faced with a bizarre existential problem. He or she is going to die unless you kick your slumbering friend as hard as you can in the rib cage. If you don't do this, he or she will never wake up. However, you can never explain your actions. If you later inform your friend that you did this to save his or her life, your friend will die from that. So you have to kick your sleeping friend in the ribs, and you can't tell them why. Um, now, since you easy. cannot tell your friend the truth, what excuse will you fabricate to explain this seemingly inexplicable attack? Uh, number one, it's not really like 
I wouldn't really debate that. I'd be like, of course I would save them. Oh, of course. Well, you're not going to. The worst case scenario. You're not going to let them, obviously. Oh, that's not the question. Yeah, the question is, will, the question is not, will you kick them? Well, that's the existential question. The, the existential question can't be, what's your reason? <laughs> you can't. I can't, like, if you were sleeping on the floor and going to die, I couldn't not kick, like, I wouldn't not couldn't kick like, you because I don't think I could explain it. But it's asking, I, that is the part A of the question. Is it? Is it? Or is there no part A? Okay, what reason would I give? Yeah, what is the... Because I can't tell you, like... You can't say to me, Matt, I kicked you because if I didn't, you would die. Because then you, you would die. Yeah, you can't tell me that. I don't know if I would explain... I mean, what does it matter? Oh, I'd probably go like, what the fuck? Because if you kick me as hard, you'd probably break a rib or two. Yeah. Right? Of which you'd be really annoyed. Yeah. And I'd just be like... I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just. I would go with honesty. I would yeah. be being honest, and maybe you would hate me, and maybe you would be like, "You're a fucking maniac." Mm -hmm. But at least I could say that I was honest. Well, I never broke. I never. I was honest the whole time. I was, I was like, "I can't tell you why I did it," but believe me, I did it for your benefit. You may think I'm crazy, but I did it for your benefit. If I like, I can say that, right? I think so. You cannot tell your friend the truth. You can't tell them why. You can't. If you later inform your friend that you did this to save his or her life, your friend will die from that. I would. I, I would just say, <clears throat> I can't tell you why I did it. You just have to trust me that I had to do it, and and that you are better off for it. I, I know you like, will spend the rest of your life thinking that I'm crazy, but that is what happened. That is what happened, and I will never probably do another crazy thing in my life. So you could measure that against the rest of my life not doing something crazy and say that maybe i did do something that seemed crazy at the time but needed to happen <laughs> i would say and you know me to never have done right, anything right. crazy to begin with so i'd be like look you just gotta trust me on this this is uh i guess i would trust you with my broken ribs as they were healing me i would be like or this is what i would do uh -huh. i would be like Here's here's my question. Could I just whisper it to like Jonah and be like, I did it to save his life. And then he tells you. Does it say that I can't do it or that you can't it find out? It says that you can't do it. It doesn't say. It doesn't say that you can't tell someone else. Oh, well, and I would just whisper to Kiki or whoever. I'd be like, <laughs> You found your way around that. Nicely done, Scott. Uh -huh. I guess that works. Dodge, I would have been Dodge like, Perry. I would have been like Scott. Are you familiar with the poisonous snake, the Black Mamba? <laughs> so you lie. I go to truth. Where I'm like, how do I get my immediate reaction is like, how do I get the truth out? Well, I would have just told you that there was a Black Mamba on you, and I uh, kicked it to kill it. I'm like, where is it? It got away. So it's probably somewhere in the house. So we should leave. Why is there a black mamba in the I don't house? know, Scott. It was just there. We have to go. We have to go to ribs. Disneyland. We have you to go to Disneyland. Ribs. We have to go. Why are you taking me to Disneyland <laughs> with broken ribs? You'll I won't. So I don't want to go to Disneyland when I don't have broken ribs. We can't ribs. stay here. There's a black mamba loose. <laughs> <clears throat> You're not making sense. <laughs> I feel like that made sense. Why don't you take sense. me to the emergency room? Because they're broken ribs. You can't do anything for them. They can wrap them, and that's it. They got to heal themselves. Why can't they, they wrap can't them? I nah, don't worry about it. We're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I think my explanation is better than yours. 
Because mine basically made too much sense. Okay, this one is called Shock the People Nicely. Okay. Seems to be a movie theme. All right, here's the deal. You're given the opportunity to create and direct a feature film. No. You're not going to do it. (laughs) You just don't want to work. You just don't want to do it. Studio offers you a huge budget, provides you with top-notch writing and technical staff, and allows you to cast whomever you desire in the lead roles. You are essentially... No limitations on what the movie can be except for two. There's two limitations. The movie you make has to fulfill the following two criteria. It has to be extremely edgy and transgressive. You need to control. I mean, you need to confront taboo social issues. You need to shock people. Ideally, the film will address ideas that have never been tackled by mainstream filmmakers. In fact, if the movie is not the most controversial film of the year, the studio will probably not release it. However, it has to get a PG rating. It cannot be R or even PG-13. There may be limited profanity, minor depictions of violence, and fleeting nudity, but nothing that would prompt the rating board to go beyond a PG classification. What is the premise and plot of your hypothetical movie? Let's see. First of all, who are you casting? Uh, I don't know. Whoever. Tom okay. Hanks. Tom Hanks is in it. Perfect. Um, here's some key words that are popping up into my head. Yeah. Incest. Yep. Um, well, the truth but is... what about in relation to the question I just asked? The you? truth is, is that, yeah. <laughs> so back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, all you got to really do is this. If you need to be controversial, you just have to be. Um... Oh, I bet you. This seems pretty easy to me. You okay. just fucking go after religion. Ah, okay. Just it's like I make a movie about how, you know. Jesus was a gay dude. I mean, I don't have to show anything, but Jesus was a gay dude, just like loved to dance with his shirt off. Like he would go to the to the nightclubs wherever they were. <laughs> the Jerusalem nightclubs. Oh, they would go to Jerusalem. He would go to Jerusalem's. Jeru- oh, I love it. He would go to Jerusalem's and just dance. Like <laughs> and he would dance and he would be a sweaty mess and he would go home with dudes but you know you know some kissing um stuff like that or do anything with uh i don't even want to say this i wouldn't even i'm not even gonna go there (laughs) because you could make a movie about another religion and you know you'd get fucking oh yeah you could literally just make you could make a you could remake that movie yeah there you go even though that's technically not the reason why I would do a remake of what was that movie called? Stupid piece of shit. Yeah, the movie that the person is in jail for. Uh, Underground Dream. Actually, let's save. Let's save. Let's save these for next week. Or you'd make the movie Hitler. Misunderstood. Didn't they make that with the John Cusack? No, that was. I mean, technically, yes and no. That was like that was Hitler the early years. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? It was like Hitler the Wonder Years. Yeah. 
I was uh well, somebody one of the people I follow on Twitter, Maggie Sirota, she uh she tweeted a question yesterday, which I thought was kind of an interesting question. If you could go back in time, let's say you go back in time, right? And you can't you can't kill Hitler. Yeah. Okay. But you go back further in time and just buy all of his art. Does that oh. accomplish the same goal? Well, I don't know. It's interesting, what, right? I didn't watch the movie. Did the movie infer or imply that the fact that he was a failed artist he was made him, like, yeah, very dejected and angry? It'd be an interesting experiment, but then you might get back and be like, Or what if you could go, ghost? what if it doesn't work? What if you could go like Ghost of Christmas Future on young Hitler? Or he's like, <laughs> And take him into the future Adolf. And, and just go, just go, Look, Adolf, your artwork is worth millions. <laughs> Well, what about this? Wouldn't it be better to bring him into the future and be like, dude, you turned into a total dick. Like, you're going to go down. Like, yeah, you're famous. I don't know. It might fuel him or not, where you're like, look, you're, you'll you'll be remembered for a long, long, long time, but not as an artist and not as a good dude. Like, no one likes you. Well, some people like you, <laughs> but they're not, you know, they're not, it's not mainstream. They're not good people. You're not mainstream. You're not like, you know. You're not like Tom Hanks. Everyone's not like Tom Hanks. <laughs> You're no Tom Hanks. You Hitler. are no Tom Hanks, Adolf. Who is this Tom Hanks? Who is this Tom Hanks? My uh, name is Tom Hitler. The name. Do you think he would I, I wonder if I wonder what he would do? I'd say that I'm the guy who's just like, I want to fucking look into Well, Hitler if anything, you're looking into humanity. preventing it. You're looking into preventing it. Yeah, it's like I wonder. As as human beings, you by making somebody confront their crime. Yeah. Like, what if you had a show called called C Confront Your Crime, where like we go back in time and we grab people, yeah, and then we take them to the future and go like, look at what you did. Well, then Scott, we will have left, and that then we timeline. get then we're accomplices because we we're the person who gives everyone the idea to go do it. All we would have done though is leave the timeline, and if we take Hitler away from the timeline. And bring him forward in time, Hitler, that never would have happened because we took Hitler. So there would have just been this guy named Adolf well, Hitler we don't who disappeared him. one night. If we don't return him. Well, yeah. We could be like, no, no, no. like, look what you did. Are you going to do this? And he's like, maybe. And then we shoot him. But you're leaving. But what happens is, and this is sort of the problem with Back to the Future, et cetera. What, what would happen if time, if time hit, is linear? Is Hitler? If time is linear. If time is linear. Right. If time is linear. If time yes. is linear. Then and immediately. I, and I go back in time. And grab young Scott Mosier off the set of Mall Rats from the behind the elementary school, staring at. Sure, I grab porno, porno Scott Mosier, the Scott looking at porno, and I say, "Come on with me, Canadian friend." You don't know who I am, but you get in my I'm DeLorean anyway. You get in my DeLorean. No, you would get in my DeLorean. No. What if I offered you more porn? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> you just we just then go and go. I'm like, I'm gonna take you to the future. I take you to the future. The future I take you to, we look at the newspaper from your town of Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, I'm Washington, gone. I disappeared. And look, oh, Scott Moser went missing. So this, this timeline has no Scott Moser. What if you it. take me back? I take you back, then the timeline can proceed. But that's if it's linear. Yeah. Or, it's linear. or there's the other idea, which is that time isn't linear, that it's like, it's, it's like every decision you make. What's his name? Um, I thought it was the dude who... Uh, <clears throat> The dude who, you know, um, E or uh, what's it, the Eels? E, yeah, E from the Eels, his, yeah. His dad 
was a physicist, I mm -hmm. believe, and he was the person who came up with the theory of um, this idea of multiple dimensions and the idea that every time you make a decision, like every time you make a decision, a parallel universe opens up. Yeah, and, and the other decision happened, yeah. I can't remember what his name was. It's Mark Everett. What's his name? I don't know. Everett... But he wrote is, a book. He actually, I didn't bring it. I, it would be a Feeb Reads thing. I can't look it up. But the uh, but okay. The so well, yeah. That, that's interesting. If you do, I mean, there are supposedly infinite number of dimensions where every every possibility is realized. So, for instance, in another dimension right now, if you're at home listening to this, there's another dimension where the only thing that's different is your volume's a little lower, or there's yes. another dimension where you're further along in the episode than you are right now. Or there's another dimension where you're in your car listening. Or there's a dimension where you don't like it. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's so like, there's infinite, infinite, infinite number Mark of universes. Oliver Everett is the Eels. He is the guy from the Eels. And Hugh Everett III is his father who created. There's an awesome show called, um, you can see it online, it's... Um, BBC four documentary where he goes where it's, it's, it's Mark Oliver Everett um, talking about his dad and meeting with his old colleagues. Um, it's really awesome. And his dad was very like, it's a really cool thing, but it talks like he's the guy who came up with this sort of theory of parallel worlds and parallel lives. My, uh, my friend, Tommy, Tommy Walter was the, is the original bass player for the Eels played on their first album. And then they did a reunion show on uh, Letterman a couple years ago. I'm and a... uh, and he was, uh, what was funny about it was at the time we were working together at the Apple store, he was a Mac genius too. Oh yeah. Like he wrote, he wrote songs and like he ended up like Tommy writes, he's got a band abandoned pools. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but they're pretty good. Actually, I think they have a new album out. Check it out. Abandoned pools. Uh, but then he started writing music for TV and stuff like that. And then he, he was just doing the Apple stuff, you know, as a, extra money gig yeah, yeah. or whatever but uh he got in trouble and like marked as an absence because he had to leave to go do letterman <laughs> really like it was just like such a fucked up dumb stupid thing but that is uh that is what happened anyway yeah so if time or as doctor who puts it time is uh, a ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey and it's not linear Sorry, uh, you're you're in a time warp. What's happening? Um, sorry, I was looking up. I, now I was like trying to think of a feed. Did you bring a book? I did, but now I'm just like I should, I should recommend Mark Oliver Everett's book. You should his autobiography, which I thought was really good. Oh, okay. I'm trying to tie shit together. Man. I love it. I, I love know it. you. You're very, you're very good at that kind of thing. I'm not. I know you. I know you don't want to. <laughs> Why were we talking about time at all? We were talking about time travel because we were talking about uh, Hitler. And I don't really remember how we got into Hitler. Got into it? Oh, because we were talking about, like, if we, your friend said if she went back in time and bought all of his art, would that have changed the fate of... Yeah, would that would that have made Hitler not uh, so Hitler? Would that have made him chill out? I don't know. Long pause. All right. What should we do now? Should we do some feed reads? We can do feed reads or feed bag. Save the feed reads or do we do feed reads? 
Let's do feedback. Feedback, everyone. All right. Here we go. Stephen Dash Brown wants you to come and judge the uh, second annual Mid-Atlantic Beard and Mustache Championships on April 27th, Scott. Where you is should it? come out and be a judge. Looks like it's uh, in Richmond, Virginia. Maybe we could even do a podcast from there. Richmond, uh, Virginia. So it'd be you, the singer from Guar, and the girl who played Margaret on Dennis the Menace, the movie, and a couple of other uh, people. Couldn't think of a better lineup. <laughs> that's what he says. Was that you? No, that's uh, he said. Oh, those are the were, real people. Yeah, those are the people. Those are the people he would like to judge or who might be judging. Uh, Richmond, Virginia. We could maybe even do a podcast from there. Who knows? Stephen Dash Brown. Uh, Scott, would you judge a beard and mustache competition? I don't really know. What is the, what is the, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Have you seen that documentary about the beard competition? No. The beard and mustache competition? These guys, uh, grow it out crazy, do weird things with it, like, uh, whirlies. Yeah. Braided, all sorts of things. Um, I don't know. You never know. I, I, I'm sure I'll be working, but. I'm very flattered that you would ask. Well, I don't really like to judge things. That's true. Just the dark night rises. Um, I try. <laughs> uh, this one is from Diana. Diana writes, I listened to your Canada episode today. I live in Toronto, but I'm from Newfoundland. Uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Uh, I thought you might be interested to know that while hockey is now a national sport, it's only recent. Until the mid-1990s, lacrosse was the only national sport. I guess the popularity of hockey influenced the decision makers into adding it. But I will tell you, not everyone up here cares about hockey. However, you are 100% correct that Canadian TV sucks. We totally know this, too. And that we have the strangest compulsion to apologize. Also, you mentioned Newfoundland in the episode I listened to today. It was pronounced incorrectly. Ah, the trick to understand this. I might have pronounced it incorrectly. I thought it was Newfoundland. The, tr- the trick to this is Newfoundland. Newfoundland. understand Newfoundland. Ah. Understand Newfoundland. 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 I think that's what we're doing. I hope we're doing it right, Diana. Uh, sounds like help. My husband and I are big fans of all things Nerdist as well. Thanks for entertaining us. Diana Svendensen. We that's did a, a smile. Diana, that is a... That is a Newfoundland name, if I ever. What is it? Diana Svensson. 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 It's a good name. That is a good name. You, you sound come, hot, Diana. You come work for me. <laughs> Diane Svensson. Diane Svensson, have you articulated the anal retrieval system? <laughs> In charge of our human resources department is Diane Svensson. Diane from Newfoundland. Diana, Diana Svensson also also is a big proponent of vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Isn't that Neapol? We cannot Neop- afford all three. <laughs> we are diverting funds to tracking Mr. James Bond. <laughs> So this week's ice cream social has been canceled. <laughs> Remember this if is you this see like, James announcements Bond. every morning. Yes. Like he's got a little PA system. Like a Goldfinger PA system. Ah. ah, good morning. 
little hungover from last <laughs> evening, but here is the announcements <laughs> for the day. <laughs> the Mitch, Mitch from the payroll department. <laughs> He will be out sick today again. So your checks will be a day <laughs> late. Checks will be a so day late. Now I mean, don't don't shoot the messenger <laughs> unless he is James Bond. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's awesome. save that. We should save that for a script that we write. The PA system. <laughs> the PA system. Uh don't steal this, anyone. It's our thing. All right. Uh Gene Humston. Dear Scott and Matt, longtime downloader, and I would like to say the porn magazine phenomenon is not only a common occurrence, but it is also international. I come from Guadalajara, Mexico, and as a 12-year-old, me and my friends found a plethora of pornos in the woods while playing soccer. Maybe one day I'll return to my old town and plant mags in the woods. Keep up the good work. Like Gene. Johnny Apple porn. Just fucking go out there. And- <laughs> now I'm just gonna like I'm gonna break I'm just gonna put an external hard drive in the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like with all quick what times. Is and- porn? There is porn in the woods. Uh Daryl. Whoever puts the porn in the woods behind the artillery shed. <laughs> Thank you. Knock it off. ways. <laughs> <laughs> So I would also like to say that tonight, tonight is Tanya's last day with us before maternity leave. <laughs> we all so miss everyone, her we'll, sparkling sense of humor. Please, but she'll be back, right? She'll be back and very tired when she gets back. So everyone just says goodbyes to Tanya's for a little while. If you want to give her something, we are having a shower in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome oh god uh we'll do one more uh daryl guys your dallas show now has two people who would come to it boom uh also i remember finding porno mags in a field when i was younger this uh there was this field where kids go would go ride their bikes and go off jumps and stuff and one day my friend said hey check this out and there were a few porno mags hidden under an old microwave someone had dumped there. Love the show, Daryl and Dallas. There needs to be a documentary made about this phenomenon. About the phenomenon of porn in the woods. It seems to I I I I never did you ever leave stuff there or you found it? I think oh, it's I like put stuff back. I, nobody there. has reportedly done it. Oh, okay. Hey, nobody has reported having done it. I remember finding it. But I remember, I, I don't remember it putting it there. I remember putting it back though. Oh, we we would always keep it there. Like yeah. we didn't. Nobody it's took it home. Stayed. It was an un, that's the unwritten rule. It's like you don't take the shit home. Is there? Can anybody out is there, there listening? Perhaps a Santa Claus type that looks like Ron Jeremy, maybe like a mythical creature, like a, like figure. a fairy. Like a, the that porn fairy. runs around dropping porn off everywhere. Like the Sandman <laughs> sprinkling porn dust behind elementary schools. That's what's fucked up. Is like, I mean, if you did it today, if like, imagine if today, if you were yeah. just like, oh, I'm gonna give back, and like you were caught behind a fucking <laughs> elementary school, like putting a fucking pornos in an old log or something. Imagine if somebody walked up, they're like, "What are you doing?" Uh, I'm just giving back. I was just—it's the circle of life. It's. <laughs> what do you want to say? I just, just start. I just, I, 
Oh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> How this looks. <laughs> <laughs> I understand everything. Oh god. But they would they would they would fry you for being like you're corrupting young minds or whatever. Yeah, or a pedophile even. Like they'd somehow yeah. plant that on you. Yeah, it's like you're using that to yeah. fucking you're like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Like, yeah. this is just. They would, like, go to my house and, like, find the copy of Blue Lagoon I have somewhere on a DVD shelf and be like, you're into kitty porn, huh? Huh? Aren't you? You're going up for years. You're going down. Look, that's just a movie. That's, <laughs> that's a, a movie. movie. I, I didn't even like it. I don't even understand. <laughs> but, yeah, you couldn't do that now. You can't give back. The uh, that circle has been closed. I mean, maybe you go in the dead at night. But even then, you'd be in, like, anybody thinking about doing it, it's going to start to think about the risk of, like, I can't go leave porno for 12-year-old kids to look at. Yeah. But there was a time. So we're not encouraging listeners to do that. No, because we're you just We're just curious about where your it comes life. Yeah, don't complicate your life. It's not worth it. And don't. The kids have the internet now. They can jerk off They probably that. don't. It probably doesn't happen now. There was a window of time where yeah. it was just like. But if you, if you have ever done that. Yeah, who who took the porno mags from their dad and brought them yeah. to their, and then left them because it just felt like je- each grade because at a certain point, like I think certain kids are old enough for they're like I don't need a fucking porno mag, I got yeah. fucking real fucking pussy, pussy. <laughs> I got real pussy. Also, ladies, were there no more paper pussy? Were there uh, were there like playgirls hiding in the woods yeah. somewhere? Like like did you get that picture of Burt Reynolds like in fucking... Playgirl? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, th- I don't think so either, but I'm just curious. Uh, so, Feebles, that's what we're asking you right now. If you were ever the one that did it, let us know. Did you ever leave the... Did you ever start the stash? And if you don't want us to read your name on the uh, on the, on the the air for anonymity and anonymity... Anonymity. Anonymity. Then just let us know. We won't read your name on the air, but we would like to know, have you done it? Yes. Uh, who has done this? And tell us where in the what vague area of the country you're from. It might help us better understand life and each other. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for Phoebe number 11. <laughs> That's a weird way to end it's it, right? It's such a, like, it's such a, it just feels like, uh, it's always awkward. It, yeah, well, maybe it's because we don't want to leave. Maybe it is. Welcome to another awkward ending. So I'd just like to a announce feed. that the episode of Feeb number 11 is coming to an end also. It's over. So everyone, if you could make your way to the commons where Tanya will be having her baby shower. <laughs> I've brought her many things. Now we don't know if it's a boy or a she... girl, so please, yellows and greens only. <laughs> yellows and greens only. <laughs> uh, have a good night, kids. We'll see you next week. Later. I'm Matt Myra. And that is Scott Mosier. We did it again, everybody. Feeb 11. Take the shot. Hey, sorry. <laughs> hey, come hammer. Every single Still awkward. thing. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. 
Smodco Internet Radio broadcasts the free funny, but you can broadcast your Smodco love with merchandise. Shirts, posters, comics, memorabilia, and more. JayandSilentBob.com is your hub for comic book men, secret stash, and Kevin Smith's cinematic catalog. It's an online one-stop shop that fulfills your need, minus the weed. JayandSilentBob.com. Bookmark it, baby. So, you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I just got paid, and I want to get laid. Might your humble narrator suggest a live Smodco show? See Smod.com list all the upcoming performances, with links to tickets. As for getting laid, that's all on you, amigo. We just make you laugh till you shit your pants. The Smonsters of Talk could be coming to your town. Go to see Smod.com and find out.